Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Stories on the Fly podcast. I'm your host Austin Mitchell and this week we're joined by Eric Tui. Eric is a guide in northern Wisconsin and he is also the first one to take me out and teach me muskie on the fly basics. So I'm excited to have him on this week and tell some stories um, related to his journeys before we get into that, though, as always, check me out on Instagram, austin.mitchell1. That's going to be where you're going to be able to find everything related to the podcast, links and such. And also, if anybody is interested in buying some flies, I'm selling musky and bass flies. So hit me up on Instagram. That's going to be the easiest place to get a hold of me. But let's get into this. And we're here with Eric Tui. Eric, how's it going? Good. How are you, Austin? It's go- going good. Um, before we get into your stories, uh, how about you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? All right. Uh, Eric Tui here uh, out of the here in Wisconsin area. I guide on the area lakes, uh, fly fishing for muskie, smallmouth bass, a little bit of northern pike, some largemouth bass, of course, too. I also take conventional tackle anglers out, so spinning gear, bait casting rods for muskie and smallies uh, primarily. And um, a big part of my you know, business is also my photography as well. Um, so whether it's just fish photography or capturing someone's day while they're out on the water, um, kind of do a little bit of everything up here. But yeah, that's kind of my story. Awesome, man. Well. Let's get into it. Uh, you might have one or a couple of stories, so let's hear about them. Yeah, so um, I guess one that really sticks out to me, uh, just, you know, kind of a, a memorable day on the water. Um, you know, I'm definitely all about, uh, you know, days or memories or anything uh, that you can, you know, when you can enjoy with friends or family or something like that, it's always that much better but uh the first story i got um i was actually so i was out fishing uh, was gonna head out to one of our area lakes and we actually this was in july not uh, last year and we were in kind of a hot spell uh air temperature you know was kind of that you know 80s mid 80s upper 80s dog days as we like to put it we had a big cold snap come through so it drastically dropped like 20 degrees plus uh so wind rain uh kind of the good old fashioned was the cold front that came through but i was gonna go fishing regardless and i had this hunch and i thought you know what? i'm gonna head to the chippewa Falls. and i fished a couple spots out there i, I you know I, I wasn't coming up with anything i had you know, there's, I didn't have a single follow yet. And I just had this hunch, though, to go check in on a new area that, you know, I've kind of always wanted to you know, check out fish and just see what it was all about. And so, uh, as some of you listeners may know, uh, me and a couple of buddies, we kind of designed a topwater bait called the Chugger Knot. Um, if you haven't seen it, look it up. Uh, kind of been putting it a little bit into production here and there, but anywho, so I, I had a chugger knot fly. It's a, it's a high hooking percentage topwater bait. Uh, you know, we've been mainly using it for musky. Um, they're, they just, they work. Uh, and 
So anyway, so I had one of those on um, for some reason, you know, top water during cold, cold front days like that, um, you know, are, are great to go to slop, you know, go, go to the thickest, nastiest weeds that you can find. And a lot of those fish will relate to those even just thinking about areas where these fish you know may relate to in the spring during spawn they kind of head back to those uh, little home or nests as I like to refer to them but um, went into the spot new location never have I ever fished it before and it was probably like the 10th cast I had you know about a 38 inch muskie come up torpedo out of the water superman ate the fly Still in its mouth, landed, I set the hook, you know, landed it the whole nine yards. It was awesome. I was still to have a fish to hand for the day. And I thought, well, there's something to this, so I kept fishing the area. And all within, you know, about an hour and a half, uh, started working a lot of the weed beds in these heavy, heavy media areas. And um, I was getting a lot of follows. Uh, I actually, within that time frame, I raised a total of seven fish. Um, a few of them were kind of short striking, kind of nipping at the back, grabbing the fly, uh, not fully committing, some just, you know, slow, sluggish follows, what you kind of expect on a cold, cold front day. For sure. But I had one cast, though, Austin, that was, uh, that I, you know, I've heard guys talk about it up on Lake the Woods and um, other Canadian Shield musky lakes, and uh, I had a, a work in this top water bait, chugging it along, you know, nice, easy pace, intermittent pauses, and I had about a, you know, maybe a 32 or 34-inch musky kind of roll just below it. I'm like, oh, come on, you know, come back, take a snap at it, you know, and um, continued working the bait as he should, and got it just about the edge of the weeds, and this is all in one cast now, so up comes this off from the weed edge, elevates up about a 40 inch class, maybe 42 inch class fish. I'm like, geez, like one cast, this is a completely different fish, a much bigger fish. And I'm, I'm working, trying to get this fish to go. And not but maybe five pops of that big chugger fly, the, there's another fish. About the same size class. So I, there's two muskies side by side hunting together. I mean, they're maybe within a foot and a half apart, and they're side-by-side side watching this thing come across, and I was like, I, I mean, just freaking out, you know? You just just hoping that one of them maybe would take a bite at it. Yeah, and this isn't like early March or whatever when they're spawning or anything either. This is mid-July when they should not be partnered up like that. Yeah, not, yeah, not partnered up. I mean, and, you know, I'm this area that I uh, fish, you know, it's probably, you know, like a 200-yard by 100-yard area of a weed bed. And this is seven different fish that I've raised now all within this area. And the biggest one being 46 inches that I raised and had chased. So they were congregated in there for whatever reason it was. And to have three fish go on one cast is just, it's unreal to have two fish hunting side by side you know like i said you hear about those things with guys with gear like on like the woods where you know you get a follow and i'll say you have another one just come out of nowhere and clobber the bait and they 
get a little competitive, but, um, you know, just something you don't always, you know, I don't think I'll ever experience. Oh yeah, for sure. And like for people who yeah. don't musky fish, what you don't realize is like, you may go a whole year without even seeing that many fish and you saw that yeah. many fish in an hour and a half in a hundred yard stretch like that just yeah. isn't something that happens every day musky fishing <laughs> exactly especially under the most probably the least favorable conditions that you could ask for you know on top rain, water too <laughs> 15 mile an hour wind gusts and rain and crap it's just you know 20 degrees drop in temperature and top water you know, moving fish like crazy. Yeah, that's just, oh man, I can just picture those fish too, like coming in and following that topwater fly because you just see them, you can see it in your head, just them hunting side by side like that. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for the listeners, you know, if you're out, you know, if you get musky fishing, musky fly fishing, whatever, if you see a fish, if you see one fish, like that is a great day. You can It's just crazy it's just that yeah. one little window opened up and that was you know they were there they just didn't want to eat right then i guess yeah right place right time but uh you know i i will not forget that day by any means. oh yeah no there's not a chance <laughs> yeah and like when people always ask too like you said about like musky fishing and catching fish when people always ask me like oh how many are you going to catch this year it's always just one that's all I want is just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sometimes you know that that can make that can make your year. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely a, a special fish, and um, there are anglers that are getting more than one a year. It does happen if you put in your time and your hard work, and um, yeah, no doubt. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, that's definitely a day to remember for sure. Well, if you uh, got maybe another short story, if you want. Otherwise, we're sitting pretty good right now. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I got, I probably, I got one more kind of funny story. Awesome. Know? Yeah, that'd be like, perfect. Slightly, yeah, slightly fishing related. So, um, as some of you anglers know about the Herod area, uh, a number of years ago, uh, we kind of, uh, I was working for an outfitter company and. Uh, we decided to host a little kind of a Halloween gathering of musky anglers and 
We did a big, you know, hog roast and kind of a big hoorah, kind of tapering up getting and coaching uh, the end of our season here in the North Woods. And um, I had this ridiculous costume. It was, I found it at thrift store. It was this big, giant rabbit costume, like full body suit, basically, except minus, like, the face, you know? Like, from a Christmas story, kind of like the big pink, you know, bunny suit. Yep. And <laughs> if I weighed, uh, like, you know, 300 pounds, it maybe would have fit me. <laughs> and I don't know if any listeners know me. I'm like a buck 50 soaking wet. Um, but anyway, so I had this ridiculous rabbit costume. I was planning on bucking it to at some point in time while we were floating the river. And uh, so I have a few barley sodas down at the uh, lodge bar, and it was getting pretty late. So, uh, my good buddies, uh, fellow angler, bought me one more beer, and I decided to head back up to the to the cabin. And uh, my buddy's cabin was getting broken in. The screen porch was getting broken into by uh, a very hungry raccoon, and this raccoon was eating like power bait, like you know, like plastic worms and stuff. Like it was ripping the packages open and eating rubber bait. <laughs> um, so. You know, like, yeah. you try to kind of tame this animal to get it, you know, to, you know, sta- restaple the screen and whatever we could try to do. It kept breaking it. And so it's like, you know, four in the morning, and uh, here I am in this rabbit costume, beer in hand, and I walk into the screen porch, screen door slams, and I am now toe-to-toe with this big, fat, I don't know if it was scared or angry or what, raccoon. <laughs> Staring me down, and I have this giant rabbit costume, and it probably thought I was like the biggest, craziest, you know, scariest animal out there <laughs> in, the corner, right in the corner. And uh, I, I, I was, I was standing between him and the doorway, and I looked to my left, I looked to my right. There's an umbrella and a baseball bat, Louisville. So I grabbed the Louisville. And I was ready for hand-to-hand combat with this raccoon. <laughs> this, this thing didn't take but a second to look at me and beeline it right at, I mean, start, ran right at me. And my instinct was to jump out of the way and try and swipe the thing out, you know, from jumping on me and lunging at me with the baseball bat. Caught kind of its hind legs and it snuck through right at the door right where it had torn through the screen to get that power bait. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, yeah. That uh, is great. Yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. Those are two very contrasting stories, but good in both senses. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. I mean, one's, one's fishing away, one's slightly still fishing away. Oh, yeah. And like I told other people too, once you get this deep into fishing, half the time it's not even the the fish that make the stories; it's the time around the fishing events that make it. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, if that's good with you, if you want to throw out any plugs, websites, Instagram, anything like that, it's all yours. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, any of you guys out there listening? Uh, look me up, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, Catch and Capture is my guide service and photography services. 
Um, I'm on Facebook. I can capture. Uh, you can also look for me on Instagram. My handle is Catch and Capture. As well as online, catchandcapture.com. You could also send me a personal friend request if you'd love to. It's Eric, E-R-I-K, T-H-U-E, and uh, you should be able to find me out there. And if you guys are looking to get out on the water chasing some muskies or smallies on the lakes with a fly rod or gear, definitely don't be bashful. Shoot me a note and we'll get you out there. And that is the nice thing about going out with Eric, too, is if you do have, you know, a brother, sister, relative that only throws gear and you want to throw fly, Eric can do both of those at the same time, which few anglers or few guides can do and be confident at both of them. So that's a big bonus with going out with Eric. So keep that in mind when you're booking a trip up north. Awesome. Awesome, man. No matter how you cut them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I hope listeners enjoy a few of the stories I had to offer. Oh, they will for sure. Thanks. Awesome. And that was Eric Tui. I wanted to say thanks again for Eric, to Eric for coming on. Um, and like we said at the end, go check out all his stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and his website. Catch and Capture is where you're going to be able to find him. And go book a trip. If you're interested in doing any fishing up north in northern Wisconsin, he is seriously the person to book. Especially, too, if you're just getting into it. Uh, he's the one that taught me um, pretty much most of what I know now. And he took me out on my first trip, and he can definitely put you on some fish. So... If you're interested in learning some musky on the fly or smallmouth on the fly, definitely give Eric a call if you're going to be up in northern Wisconsin. As always, check me out on Instagram at austin.mitchell1. There you're going to be able to find what I've been up to and also links to the show, um, upcoming guests, and so on. Speaking of upcoming guests, if anybody has... Um, somebody that they would like to hear a couple of stories from, let me know on Instagram. That's going to be the best place that you can get a hold of me. And if you, like I said, if you have anybody that you're interested in hearing from, let me know and I will reach out to them. Otherwise, thanks everybody for listening.